This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Flunkies and junkies, welcome to another weekend in the neighborhood. It is the NWA Saturday special, brought to you exclusively on the PTB Wrestling Network. I am Scott Criscola, joined as always by the doctor, Dr. G, Georgia Blino. Good evening. Pleasure's all yours. Or good morning, whatever the case may be. And you know, everyone, in a month, it'll actually be NWA, it'll actually be Crockett Cup weekend. Dr. G and I, the doctor may be going back to the original place where he was called the doctor. He and I will be going back to our uh, alma mater, University of New Haven, um, and we may actually be on the air. We may be on the WNHU 88.7 air for the first time since 1996. Wow. is that crazy? I think that'll bring ratings. Yeah, well, you know. Um, if you could, we could talk like Barry White and make some oil each other, grease each other. I'm all greased up. Is that what you said that time? I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, so that's so the place where the nickname the doctor originated actually um, could very well uh, happen again. So that'll be Crockett Cup weekend. Speaking of the Crockett Cup, we are five weeks away as we're listening to this on Saturday, May 6th. We are five weeks away. Uh, from the Crockett Cup in um, uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So the shows will start getting very important. Uh, let's get a look. There were some kind of some nothing matches on this past Saturday, one week ago's episode of um, NWA USA. Nothing really crazy. Um, there were three matches. Damage, which is one half of Blunt Force Trauma. That's Aaron Stevens' team, of course. Defeated uh, Rush Freeman. Uh, Kylie Page defeated Sierra and Magic Jake Dumas with CJ, of course. Guy can wrestle with a cigarette in his mouth. It's pretty impressive. Uh, defeated um, defeated uh, Mercurio and PJ Hawks in a triple threat match. So that was NWA USA last week. Now, they're still in Chicago, these tapings. And... I have a feeling this is probably the last week that they um, probably the last week that they did tapings in Chicago. I would not go much further than that. I don't know because I I haven't seen anything that they did any other tapings. Usually they sell tickets for it. So they could have recorded everything in Chicago. I mean, that is a lot to record, but and it's not unprecedented since they've been doing this, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, uh, you know, the worst part, I mean, the worst, the worst time. Other really, let's 
what's the difference where they do it? It's not like they're, you know. Yeah, but it, there is definitely an energy level when you start doing too much stuff in the same place. Um, but that's just you know, because you're doing six or seven hours of tapings or something like that. The crowd gets, you know, worn down after a while. Mm. I mean, I remember two years ago after NWA 73, when they were in St. Louis, it felt like eight weeks of tapings and they would bounce around like one minute. It would be like, like when the crowd first came in and guys are vacuuming. And then the next minute it's, there's like the place is full and then the colors are different. They mishmash that whole thing. I'm glad they learned from that. Um, last year after St. Louis, I think they were there maybe three weeks and then they worked back in Nashville. We'll see if that's similar uh, like now. So this might be the last week of shows from Chicago, of course. Um, NWA 312 was on Good Friday, so that was April, what, first week, first Sunday. So it was about a month ago, and we're five weeks away uh, now. So Power was actually a very important uh, show this week. It was almost 54 minutes long, and it had – it actually had um, a title match with a little Camille action. We don't get to see her a lot on the show. I like how they've suddenly they've started to make her very special um, in terms of you know being on the the uh, shows because she is special. She's the you know she is the hardest working champion in that promotion. Um, in fact, she opens this week's episode of Power with Kyle Davis in the ring talking about. You know, her title reign and the one-time champion, never never rematch or whatever the heck it is. And she uh, is there looking quite swole. And um, all of a sudden, uh, the guy with the ukulele comes out, whose name always escapes me. Um, I can't even think of it. Uh what is his name? I can't believe his name totally escapes me. The guy with the ukulele and the tall dude. I can't think of his name. No, I know, I know who you're talking that about. Guy. I can't think of his name. My apologies. Uh, he comes out and he starts singing a song and sings the praises of Natalia Markova. So I don't know if she's back to being a heel or I don't know what the deal is. But um, we are going to have, guess what? It's a non-title match, but Camille and Natalia Markova will go head-to-head at the end of the show, which is a big deal, Dr. G. We've been talking about this for, I feel like, almost a year. We've been talking about how Natalia Markova is one of the prime candidates to end the reign of uh, of Camille as World Women's Champion. And finally, uh, that moment is coming because it's a non-title match later on tonight. Our first match of the show is a national heavyweight championship match. And out comes the national heavyweight champion, EC3, taking on the other half of Blunt Force Trauma, Carnage. Carnage is um, Marcia Rocket and um, Damage is uh, Rodney Mack, um, who wrestled on Saturday. The fun match, 602. Uh, you know, EC3 gets the win because I, I, like I've said all along, Doctor, they're building, they're building uh, to him eventually transitioning, I think, uh, the national title to throw Billy Silas and then he will go after the world title. I just feel that's that's the way it's going to go. Um, more on the world champion later in the program. 
uh, because he does come on camera. Um, as we move ahead, Dr. G, what are your thoughts on my theory? EC3, national heavyweight champion. I feel like he is the guy that they can build to as the top heel. And I think he is the guy that should walk around as the heavyweight champion throughout the summer. I could see it happening. I mean, it's not a bad, bad idea. I don't know if it'll happen necessarily in the beginning of the summer. Because I feel like we we need to build to EC3 and Tom Latimer at NWA 75. NWA 75, if Billy gives any crap about his pro, about his company, um, he needs to get this done. And he needs to have a big, big main event for NWA 75. And frankly, the main event that has Tyrus in it is not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. So... I think now it's time. Uh, I know having a, a champion like Tyrus, who who kind of is polarizing, you know, you think maybe it'll work, but I don't know. I don't think it's. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's time to move on. I think it is. I think it was. It was fine for him to be champion for a little bit. He wanted to have it on his resume, but I think it's time to start intricating some big time heels because you, you know NWA the anniversary weekend is their WrestleMania. And you need to build to a big-time main event. Two years ago, we had that with Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch. We did not have that last year. We had Trevor and, and Tyrus at NWA 74. That match was atrocious, which sucks because the rest of the card that weekend was phenomenal. Um, but that main event was garbage. And um, for the 75th anniversary, if Billy wants to really horror, pimp it out and everything, we need a legitimate main event. And I'm sorry. I think the, the match you want... Main eventing your big show is EC3 and Tom Latimer for the World's Heavyweight Championship. It's a ready-made, built feud. Um, they kind of had an inconclusive finish their first match. Get, get it done. But anyway, at the moment, EC3 is the national heavyweight champion, and he successfully retains it against um, Carnage. Next up, and this made me chuckle, actually, Dr. G, and I don't know if there's a copyright issue with this, but... Our World Women's Tag Team Champions, M95, that's, of course, Maddie Rankowski and Missy Kate, um, they uh, were defending the World Women's Tag Team title against the team of Heather Monroe and Ray Lynn. Heather Monroe, by the way, is a, uh, uh, what is it, uh, UWN Primetime Live alum, Heather Monroe. Remember that uh, weekly debacle we had to put ourselves through? Um But guess what they called themselves? She was tagging with Ray Lynn. They were calling themselves the Hollywood Blondes. Now, they were very, I mean, they're, they're fine-looking ladies and good workers, but a bunch there's of only one Hollywood Blondes. But there was a bunch of versions of Hollywood Blondes. There was a Hollywood Blondes before uh, Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Did you know that? I didn't, but there's only one great version of the Hollywood Blondes, and that is Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. And they're on my wall. Well, not them. Uh, I have the classic superstars action figure pair of uh, Stone Cold, or not Stone Cold, Stunning Steve and Flying Brian. Come on, Brian. Um, I love when, I love when uh, Austin talks about Brian. And the original um, uh, Hollywood Blondes were Buddy Roberts and Jerry Brown. Yep. 
and then Rip Rogers and Ted Oates. <laughs> Rip Rogers. <laughs> Rip Rogers. Um, yeah, Austin and Pillman, they're a couple of SOBs. Most well-known team, obviously, is Stone Cold. And, and, they're the, they're the, and Flying yes. Brian. Flying Brian! Um, anyway, they call themselves the Hollywood Blondes. Heather yeah, Monroe and Raylan. Anybody has a trademark on that name, so. I guess not, unless nobody gives a shit. In any event, M95, Maddie and Miss Kate successfully defend the uh, women's tag titles in seven minutes and four seconds. Not a bad little women's match. Um, out came Tyrus. Speaking of our uh, world's heavyweight champion, um, talk to Kyle Davis. Now, of course, uh, Tyrus announced a few weeks ago that that there's been no mention of him actually defending uh, the world's heavyweight championship at the Crockett Cup, which would be fucking stupid if he doesn't. But um, he has decided he wants to be in the Crockett Cup, and he's still looking for a partner. Well... Out came his opponent from NWA 312, Chris Adonis. And they start chatting. And they start looking at each other going, I don't know, maybe? Something to think about. But Chris Adonis came out to wrestle. And he took on Scion. So we had a pair, a pair of former national heavyweight champions facing each other. Scion and Chris Adonis. And... Again, a really good match. I thought it was. I thought this week's episode of Power uh, had some of the best wrestling we've had in quite yeah, a few weeks. I agree. And uh, Chris Adonis got the win in eight minutes and three seconds. So not a bad, not a bad little card. I know we're not the biggest Chris Adonis fans, but you know I kind of like him as baby face in some weird, creepy way. Um, Scion, <laughs> I have a feeling, is just going to slowly fade off into oblivion. But anyway, uh, we had a couple more interviews. Aaron Stevens, and I think uh, was was Tom Latimer this week. I don't think he was. I thought I saw his face, but that might have been a. Um, might have been a commercial. Anyway, now Tyrus has the 12 pounds of gold, but Dr. G, what if you want your own 12 pounds of gold? What do we do? How do we get it? Where do we go? Well, you know that thing. That thing. That thing. That thing. Who ate the last piece of cake? Called the World Wide Web. Fucking shit. You type in fandubelts.com. <gasps> slash. Slash. NWA. That's right. Not backlash. And not backslash. It is backlash weekend, by the way. If you're listening to this on Saturday, backlash is tonight on Peacock from Puerto Rico. Um, we'll, I'll read the card in a minute. We'll talk about some other stuff. Um, uh, and by the way, next Friday... Join us uh, for the next episode of uh, Place Be Nation's main event. We will recap Backlash and look ahead to Memorial Day weekend and Night of Champions when the new world's heavyweight, world heavyweight champion will be uh, crowned. Uh, so the main event was this non-title match between Camille, our world women's champion, the hardest working champion of the company, and Natalia Markova. And I got to say... Maybe she's kind of slugged her way through the last several months, Dr. G, of kind of garbagey throwaway matches. But Natalia Markova reminded us why she is a force to be reckoned with. Her and Camille went back and forth and battled to a 10-minute time limit draw. Are they building up Natalia Markova to be the next number one contender? Could be. Mm. That'd be pretty I have a feeling it is. I got to say, 
I have a feeling it is. Go with that feel. I am going to go with that feeling. I think they would. I think that Camille would have just beat her if this was just a one-time thing. But the fact it went to a draw, we'll see. So something to think about in terms of uh, looking ahead to the first weekend in June and the um, Crockett Cup and the card. So Camille, she didn't retain the title because it wasn't a title match, but uh, it ends in a time limit draw. So let's see if the Crockett Cup at this point with five weeks remaining has created any, if we have any uh, matches kind of official. (coughs) Again, we're still five weeks away. I don't think we have any teams set yet. Um, So obviously it is one match that is set for that weekend. EC3 is defending the National Heavyweight Championship against Throw Billy Silas. Um, and I think, again, I think Throw Billy Silas will win to set up EC3 winning the world's title. Uh, the following teams have been uh, announced or have qualified. So, so far we have six teams. Tyrus, our world's heavyweight champion and a partner is choosing. The Mortons, our junior heavyweight champion, Kerry, and his pops, Ricky. Magnum Muscle, which is, of course, Dak Draper and Mims. The Savages, Blake Troop and Jack Stain. Our our, uh, United States Tag Team Champions, the Country Gentlemen, AJ Kazana and Anthony Andrews. And the team of Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch, otherwise known as their very cool stage name, Knox and Murdoch. Which sounds like a bad TNT. Almost like a sequel to In the Heat of the Night. Yeah. In the heat of the night. Underrated cop show of the late 80s, early 90s. Right, Dr. G? Oh, yeah. One of my faves. Great show in the heat of the night. Anyway, of course, as you know, Thrillbilly Silas got this number one contender slot by w- winning the uh, Bob Luce Memorial Battle Royal um, at the NWA 312 pay-per-view. Incidentally, on a side note, we're going to we're going to detour for a sec. I want to know who Bob Luce was. You curious? Um, did it have something to do with that fundraising they were doing? Maybe. I thought I was there's no Bob Luce link on Wikipedia. I thought there would be. Oh well. I was being too optimistic. In any event. So let's see. Last year there were how many teams? 16. So they need 10 more tag teams. Why are they doing qualifiers? Just put every tag team you can think of in the tournament. Grab a couple from the outside, which is obviously what they're going to do if they can afford it. So. It looks like Bob Luce was like a wrestling announcer in Chicago. Ah, maybe that's why. Okay. Look at that. The tip, Look at you. Tip of my fingers right there. There you go. Um, oh, my web. <laughs> <laughs> you win another episode of Power. Um, so 
there's your episode of NWA Power. So there's your NWA programming for the week. Your Crockett Cup update. Only one, lock, not counting the tournament, one lockdown match. And that is, as I mentioned, uh, EC3 will defend the national heavyweight title against uh, Throwbilly Silas. And more title matches to come. Or more matches in general to come. Uh, but of course, let's sidetrack. Because usually the back end of our program, after we get into the main uh NWA stuff, kind of like, I like picking Dr. G's brain because he doesn't get to be on any of the other shows. I mean, he's very busy, very busy man. I can only afford one show for him on a show. I have to pay him more if he's on other shows, and he's just too expensive. You can't afford me. <laughs> he's too expensive. He's a big jerk face. Um, so, of course, this weekend, Doctor, uh, it's WWE weekend in terms of pay-per-view. Backlash from San Juan, Puerto Rico. The last pay-per-view in San Juan was, and I mentioned it. New Year's Revolution 2005 was the last time they were in Puerto Rico. Here's the card. Bad Bunny, (laughs) because he's the host, is taking on Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Ray and Bad Bunny against Dominic and Damian Priest. I'm wondering how this team is a singles match. Anyway, uh, both women's titles are on the line. Bianca Belair is defending the Raw women's title against EO Sky. And uh, Rhea Ripley is defending the SmackDown women's title against Zelina Vega. I think both uh, retain. I agree. Uh, We have a triple threat match for the United States title. Austin Theory defending against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. That's a Triple H guy right there. Uh, Seth Rollins taking on Omos or uh, Amos, as some people call him. Are you Dr. G and Omos Sapien? (laughs) <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they call his fans homo sapiens almost is starting to become like one of those beloved goobers like you know pe- most at the beginning people hated him because he was a quote vince guy and he was just so gangly in the ring and now people are kind of starting to like warm up to him as like the lovely doofus even though he's a he's a heel he's not a bad he doesn't he doesn't he has the look but he's another uh, one of those guys he's, yeah what's that he has the presence no doubt but then the bell rings the bell rings, and he's just very clumsy. Like, you, he doesn't know what to do with his arms, and he just – oh, he he's his psychology is still very, very rusty and, and rudimentary. That needs to be fixed. But you put in a guy like Seth Rollins in with him, and, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, we have a six-man tag. Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn taking on the bloodline. Solo Sokoa and the Usos. No, no, of course. No, uh, no Roman Reigns. He'll probably, I don't know if he'll be ringside. I guess he, I guess he'll be. I'll guess he'll be ringside. Well, he is the head of the table, you know. He is. He's the, he is the chief. And in the main event, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Uh, I think Cody wins that match. And um, he moves ahead. I'm actually interested. That's, that's just going to be an interesting. Two guys in the ring. Uh, yeah. Know. Yeah, I'm you. Not... I won't be able to watch. you. I know you, you and I will both be in the same place uh, tonight, if you're listening to this. We won't be able to watch live tonight. I'll have to check it out tomorrow. Um, very interesting. So that's your backlash card. Not too terrible. We got three title oh, matches. Our phones at our uh, banquet. Yeah, maybe. So three title matches. You Or we could just project it onto the screen instead of some slot that they'll make us watch. Um, imagine that. Imagine if I just bu- we just bust in and just start playing the pay per view instead of whatever <laughs> boring 
vignettes that they play. And they'd be pretty great. Well, unless Any- those are us in them, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> so seven matches for tonight at Backlash, of course, live on the cock. And uh, that should be a good show. I'll watch it tomorrow on, uh, on uh, you know, the article. <laughs> I actually looking forward to the Cody. Yeah, I I am too. I am too. I agree with you 100%. Um, of course, the big news, I don't know why everybody's making such a big stink out of it. I mean, how do I word this? I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. Um, they should be proud of it, but both sides need to be quiet. What I'm talking about is AEW is uh, they're they're uh, growing the crowd that's going to be in London on August twenty uh, seventh for All In at Wembley. I think they've hit fifty thousand in tickets. They could sell another forty if they want to. I'll be honest. I thought they were going to cap it at forty thousand. I didn't think they could. I don't think they could get more than that. But I was, and they haven't. Even, and the general and the general sale hasn't even started yet. This is all pre sale. Fifty thousand. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. There's so many. I've heard so many. I've some places I th- see over thirty five thousand. Some I see over fifty thousand. I'm not really totally sure which what the number is. But I think what's annoying me is the tribalism is back. AEW's <laughs> got to flaunt it in WWE's face. Ha ha! We sold out a, a stadium in London. And as a WWE fan, it's like um, we do that every year. It's called WrestleMania. Um, AEW should be proud, but WWE's got to be like, eh, they'll just, you know, the blah, 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 blah. So, um, I am impressed that they've gotten that many people in there without a card. It is weird though, cause I've been watching Dynamite and I've been watching Rampage and they don't even promote Double or Nothing. And that show comes, that show's next. Of course, that's, uh, you know, Double or Nothing's their next pay-per-view and that's the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. That's the pay-per-view. But I feel like every time I'm watching Dynamite, I'm getting a, a, a graphic for All In. Even even WWE doesn't promote WrestleMania before the Royal Rumble, and I feel like it's the AEW's doing. It's almost like they're skipping Double or Nothing and going right to All In. I, yeah. I think they one pay per view at a time. You're gonna have a lot of time. You're gonna have almost two months to build, uh, three months actually, because uh, end of May. So you're gonna have all of June, all of July, and a good hunk of August to build on All In. Why don't you do Double or Nothing first, and then and then worry about promoting the fact that you know you'll get you're trying to get ninety thousand at Wembley. Why don't you worry about the show in Vegas, and then you can worry about the show in London. How do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel about the whole thing with CM Punk coming back? I and and supposedly, you know, was it Tom Warner or whatever? That's is it Warner that that owns? Because uh, you know, they give him that Saturday show, and I guess that was the caveat to have him. Yeah, they're going to split the roster. So, the, I mean, that's what you do. Instead of making them sit down and work together, which is what WWE would do, Tony Khan decides to just do two rosters so so, so the Elite and Punk wrestle separately. It's, it's not it's not going to work. But Collision is the name of the new... Because uh, uh, Elevation and Dark are being pulled off YouTube. So they want all of the show properties to be on terrestrial networks. And eventually, I guess, Hulu. So... Um, cause, well, I mean, I, 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 the thing is that I'm kind of tired of CM Punk, to be honest with you. I mean, he, first of all, he made 
Tony he made Tony Khan look like an idiot in that press conference. Uh, you have you know people aren't totally happy about him coming back, and I don't know. I mean, I don't. I I know I t- take a lot of heat for this, but I think I'm getting to the point now. I think he's just overrated. It's like you mm-hmm. know, last year he's saying he's gonna you know him coming to AEW is bigger than you know. And Nash and Hall went to WCW. I'm like, really? All right, come on, let's let's not let's not push it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and now he's doing this weird like backstage tour. So not only now, of course, was he he obviously, as we all know, and we talked about this on last week's show, he visited Raw in Chicago. And now, of course, as you know, I think it was this weekend, uh, Impact is doing shows in Chicago, and he visited that backstage too. So I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's with this, like, uh, you know, is this like the Admiration Society? Like me, like me, like me. Like, I have no idea what, what Punk is trying to do. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. I just was wondering. I know you were a big CM Punk fan, so I was wondering what you thought. Mm. I, I like Punk. Um, here's the funny thing. Obviously, you know, if you're going to sell out Wembley, he's probably going to be in the main event of that show. But technically, Tony Khan, he, he already has your money, folks. People bitch about WWE and programming and such, but don't forget, Tony Khan's already got your money. He could give you uh, Jungle Boy and, I don't know, um, TK Marshall or whatever <laughs> in the main event, and he's not going to, but keep that in mind. He's already got your money. Everybody bitches about WWE putting on crap cards and ripping us off. Well, Tony Khan's got your money. All wrestling carnies are like that, just saying. Once they got your money, they could give you a double crap on a stick, as uh, Vince said about a big show. In I think this would be a good show, but, you know. Well, their mid-card's always solid. Their tag division's the best. I think it was Cultaholic. Somebody said Impact has the best nor- is the best North. And this I was a little stunned by this. I think it was Adam Pacitti from, from a Cultaholic Wrestling said earlier this week that Impact Wrestling is the best North American women's division. I would... Uh, I don't know how I go that far. WWE still has the best women's division. But I think Impact is better than AEW. AEW is getting there. But I still think I still think that uh that uh um in, uh, that Impact has the second best women's division. Love Jordan Grace, you have Mickey James, you got of course, you know, Sean Kidd's girl there, Deanna Peraza. But I do think that... I do think that... Uh, um, WWE still has the best women's division. Sorry. Wow, they, they're so deep. Yeah, well, that's what it is. But I, I do mean, love... Uh, I do love... Uh, um, Impact's division, though. But they're uh, not the best. I can't... Def- He's women's division, to be honest with you. <laughs> I love the NWA's women's division. I give them a run. I, I put them. I would. I would put the NWA women's division up against anybody. The the rest of the roster is not the problem. It's the top of the card that's the problem. And their and their boss. He's kind of a problem too. Um, <laughs> but listen, if 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 scheduling the pumpkins is going to give the NWA a little pub, then. Jesus, Billy, do a summer tour and tour places um, with the Pumpkins and the NWA. Milford Oyster Fest. 
built for Connecticut. You know, it's outdoor fairs and such, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think they were wrestling in some in front of some big crowds, like, you know, 50,000 uh, crowd, you know, people. Crowds. Yeah. Well, Europeans love wrestling. That's why I'm not surprised. Like, I don't know if I, why anybody should be surprised that AEW sold out Wembley. I mean, UK loves wrestling. But they, they don't care. If it's, they don't care if it's double crap on a stick in the main event. They're they didn't sell it out. <laughs> what? They didn't sell it out yet. But, but they're getting there. Yeah. They've, I mean, they've, 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 uh, I mean, they're, they're over half. Yeah. And the, and the, and the, the actual sale has not started. I think it's today or yesterday. It happened yesterday. So when, by the time you listen to this, there may, they may be up to 65,000. You never know. Sure. Hey, I'm being, I'm being a complimentary, but don't be surprised if you're disappointed in the card. Well, TNA was, TNA was very big. Uh, you know, before they were, yes, they were very big yeah, over in Europe. Yep. I agree. Um, I, I think the card will be decent. Why, why do you feel the card's not going to be good? I don't understand. Because um, Tony Khan has your money, so he could give you a piece of shit if he wants. But it doesn't matter. Why would he give a piece? I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to stack that. You know, he, he should. Wants, he wants. But if he, but if CM Punk ends up shit in the bed, does he have a main event that could fill? That could. That could. You know, dominate that place. I don't know. He needs CM Punk now. We'll see. I mean, I don't know who who the Europeans really identify with over there. Kenny Omega. Because they all watch New Japan. Um, speaking of big buildings, uh, there has been a... Uh, there is a report that Orlando has put in a bid to, to uh, host the uh, Royal Rumble in January of 2024. Obviously, you know, WrestleMania is set. It'll be at... Um, It'll be in Philly. Who put in a bid? Orlando to have uh, the Royal Rumble at the uh, at the Citrus Bowl. You know where the WrestleMania was this couple times. Yeah. Cool. So, um, very interesting. Fill in stadiums, wrestling. Believe it or not, as much as we sometimes over deep dive, wrestling right now is uh, is is business wise. I think across the board for the big promotions is reaching a peak and wrestling is coming back. Uh, Because you got to understand today, the, the WWE started this, obviously everything's been, is made out to be this big event. Like I can't miss event. Um, you can't judge like TV ratings. All that. There's just so much out there right now, but people want to be a part of a big event. So, I think when you do these stadium shows and you do these, you know, everything's this big, big uh, affair, you know, kind of like WrestleMania has become like a Super Bowl type of thing. I mean, obviously not at the level of a Super Bowl, but, right. you know, pretty close. Mm-hmm. People want to be a part of it. Even even just the casual fan, they want to be a part of something that, well, well that's big. I want to be I want to be there, you know. And yeah, no, I agree. That's why. And, you know, wrestling's pretty hot. You're right. But I think where the smaller companies are hurting is, is that people are, 
wrestling fans have their allotment of money that they're going to spend on, then they want to be part of these big shows that um, they're not going to want to pay for, you know, like, okay, every company's going to have their own pay-per-view, even the smaller company. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I don't know. NWA is missing the boat somewhere. I just... I, I, you could name a n- numerous things. I don't even want to go into it again, but it's just... Like, what... What's going to make somebody want to go spend $25 or $30 or whatever it's going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, is it, is this the event to be at? I don't, you know, it's like, people want to be a part of something big these days. Yeah. There is a main event set for Double or Nothing. So I am making fun of it, but we do have the four pillars match for the world title. MJF is defending against Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Baby Dylan, and Darby Allen. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think Wembley might actually break the record. You know, stadium record. Um, just because people are going to be like, oh, I want to be a part of that. I could be part of that crowd. That's actually going to be, you know the number one crowd and you know how often do we get to see AEW or when WWF comes to town you know it's going to draw from all over the United Kingdom not just in Europe not just you know right right in that that central area so and speaking of double or nothing uh of course that is the first time since WrestleMania 5 and Clash of the Champions 6 that two major promotions will be putting shows against each other as NXT will have Battleground the same night as Double or Nothing. Carmelo Hayes is defending the NXT title against big-time heel now, Braun Breaker. Maybe he's an asshole like his dad is. <laughs> and they, there will be a new NXT women's champion as, of course, Indy Hartwell vacated the title because she got drafted to uh, Raw. So we will have a new NXT women's champion. So, yeah, Double or Nothing and NXT Battleground on the same night. <laughs> And then the night before, WWE will have um, Night of Champions in uh, Saudi in Saudi Arabia. So there you go. Yeah, lots lots going on. Lots going on, and that'll do it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Nice quickie. Follow me on Twitter at Scott C Podfather uh, and Doctor G at Doctor G PTB. But please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We post the shows. We do our wrestling time travel. Uh, we do a lot of cool things, polls. So so check us out on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We had a good week this week, new highway to the impact zone, new talk in WCW. Uh, this week we'll have a new episode of Place Be Podcast. Um, hopefully, barring any scheduling snafus, we'll hopefully have a, this month's episode of Pot of Honor this week. It may have to be pushed another week. We'll have to wait and see. New episode of Main Event this week as well. So... Uh, yeah, a lot of fun as uh, as always. Doctor, always a pleasure. Um, looking ahead, just want to let everybody know there will be an episode next Saturday, but the following Saturday, the twentieth, uh, there will be no episode. The doctor and I will be on vacation, so there will be no episode on the twentieth. So we will have one next week, the thirteenth, and then we will pick it up, uh, p- pick it back up on um, Memorial Day weekend, the twenty seventh. And then, of course, the first weekend in June is our big weekend. We'll have a Crockett Cup preview on on a Saturday morning. At the moment, at the moment, 
there's a possibility of a Twitch feed for the Crockett Cup. Um, but we'll de most definitely have a reaction special to the Crockett Cup as well. So full NWA coverage uh, the first weekend in June here on the PTB Wrestling Network. And then uh, NWA 75. And then we'll see. Then we'll see. Doctor, always a pleasure. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next Saturday. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not.